World Under-20s Championships in this week's Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Under-20s captain Dowie Lakes looking forward to facing Argentina first game after learning some lessons from last year. Played them last year in the World Cup, scrummaging wise and you know, up in the front row, it was hard. It's nothing to be afraid of, it's nothing to get shy away from, it's just something we got to take to them up there, try and come away with a win. Coach Gareth Williams is also looking forward to that encounter. It should be a fantastic occasion. It's new going to Argentina and, and experiencing that, but playing them first up is going to be clear. Well, at the Principality Premiership Awards, there's special recognition for Bridgen's chairman of more than 25 years, Derek King. His club stayed in the league with a final win at Pontypridd. It was almost as, as if we had the, the weight of the world of the town, you know, on our shoulders. Can explain to you the relief of everybody involved at the Ravens on staying up. It was huge. Pretend coach Matt Silver. Of course, but we'll start with a special look ahead to the World Rugby Under 20s Championships in Argentina, which kick off next week. Wales in a tough group with defending champions France, hosts Argentina, and a third game. No slouch against Fiji. One of the key players will be captain and hooker Dowie Lake, someone with a pretty interesting background in the game, as we'll hear. But first, it's a great honour to be named captain after leading the side in the Six Nations. Always going to be a special moment. Whether you're expecting it or not, you know, it's still an honour. And it's, it's still big for every man in this environment that when you're named, you know, you are named and you are going. It's been quite a big year for you. They've thrown quite a lot at you one way or another. <laughs> Yeah, it has been a big year and you know, I'm thankful for all the opportunities that I've had and um, I think it's only going to help me develop as a player and it's only going to help my future. Things like this being given to me, so I'm very thankful for the year I've had. So the change from back row to hooker, that's taken a fair bit of work as well, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's my second year now of that, but uh, you know, nothing comes overnight, as they say, so it has been two years of hard work. The coaching staff that I've got around me and the boys have got around me helping me to progress. It's, it's been a good two years. It's a well-trodden path, isn't it, recent years? People who aren't yeah. six foot six and are good back row players quite often end up in that position. Do you look at those guys ahead of you and think, yeah, that's a really good blueprint for me to follow? Yeah, definitely. A big one for me has been players like Stuart McAnally, Although, you know, he is Scottish, he's one who's made the, the transition from back row to hooker and Scott Baldwin as well. New Scott when he was playing eight for Bridgend Athletic. And so to see him, he's been my mentor for the past two years now, Danny Osprey's helping me out. So, yeah, it's pleasing to see boys ahead of me doing it to a very professional standard. Do you feel you're settling into the position now? Do you feel you're getting to grips with it? Yeah, definitely. Finally feel this year especially like a hooker. I suppose last year, being my first year, I was still toying with things, still trying to figure out how I like to do things in the position because, you know, everyone has a preference. But no, this year, definitely now, seeing some development in myself and in my game with getting comfortable with the position and, and what I'm doing. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to the next couple of years that I have in this position and developing the skills that, that are vital. Now we go into the 20s Championship and the first two games in particular. The front row is not going to be a place for the faint-hearted, is it? No, definitely not. You know, Argentina, France, the first two. And I think, especially with Argentina being that home team there, I think that's going to make it even tougher with the crowds behind them. We know any time Argentinians pull that jersey on that they're, they're passionate and they're proud and they like playing with the ball in the forwards. So we know that's going to be a challenge. You know, we played them last year in the World Cup. 
there was a couple of challenges in there. We lost 35-12, but I think scrummaging-wise and you know up in the front row, it was hard. Uh, you know, I remember it being hard. So it's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing we can shy away from. It's just something we got to take two of them out there and try and come away with a win. And do you feel at all that the job of the pack almost is to get parity, get ball, because outside you may well have the edge, you've certainly got plenty of pace. Yeah, and especially with the calibre of backs we got, Kai Evans, Ryan Combia, Tommy Lewis, Tian, boys like that, we know that we can do a lot of damage on the outside, so it's very much going to be about getting that ball out to the danger boys. We know that we are there to do a job for them, and that, that ultimately is going to result in us winning games one thing to realise that, it's another thing to step up to the level and to start taking it to teams in that pack. I think we're not the biggest pack, but I think what we've shown through the Six Nations is that we can compete with the bigger packs. We've proven that we can handle ourselves around the pack, so I think that facing up against teams like Argentina and France, who are very forward-dominant teams, is going to be a big challenge for us and one that I hope that we can come away from. You talked about Stuart McAnally making that change from eight to two. The other thing I suppose you could take from him is the captaincy side of it. How have you found the captaincy this year and what's it done to you as a player? It's definitely developed me and helped me develop as, as a player and as a person as well. But yeah, very, as a captain for me, you know, it's not only about talking, about leading from the front, which is what I, I hope that I do on the field. But you know, my job's made a lot easier with boys like Lennon. Tommy, Kai, who talk on that field for me as well. So I may be thinking about five things. You know, if they're handling three of them, that's three things off my mind. So, And one final one. I mean, again, we think of front row forwards as being big, gnarled, solid people. We don't really think of a gymnastics background. <laughs> Talk us through what, uh, what, what yeah. that feels like. Yeah, I think any time you can get into multiple sports, it's going to help. Yeah, gymnastics background, British gymnast, up until I was about 12, 13 years old. I find has actually really helped my career. Important that you know you develop things from a young age, I suppose. You know, hand-eye coordination, everything like that. That's really now that I'm 20 years old. You know, I really see the benefits that doing that from a younger age did have on me. It was massive for me, and I can tell now that it's paid off. So if you score a match-winning try in one of the games, do you expect a few cartwheels? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know if my frame will take it anymore. I was a lot lighter back then, but uh, no. Possibly. We'll see how it goes. Maybe if we win a World Cup. And then into the Ospreys next year, you'll be excited that there have been developments at the A level that maybe is the start of the journey for you? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of opportunities being given to boys younger now. We saw like Tia and Harry Morgan, Will Griffiths, all making big impacts on their careers and on the Ospreys this year. So hoping that next year I get an opportunity and can make a stick. Things like the A-League are you know, big stepping stones for boys nowadays, so I'm looking forward to the next year with the Ospreys. Coach Gareth Williams assesses their opponents, starting with the hosts. It should be a fantastic occasion. It's new going to Argentina and, and experiencing that, but playing them first up is going to be great, and they'll be fantastic hosts. We've been over on a recce, and you know they're going to be excellent hosts, and you know the appetite for rugby is, is superb out there, so it'll be a great occasion. But with regards to the opposition, we very much approach this World Cup as a five-match campaign. The detail is picking up now on our opposition as we move through, but... Uh, yeah, we're very focused on the principles and policies that will hold us in good stead over five games and we'll just add detail in as we get closer to each game. Turnarounds are very quick, so from Argentina to France, you know, four days. So 
really focusing on our principles and policies as being the focus because we're not going to be able to change too much because rest will play a massive part in, like I say, that campaign of five games that, that we're prepping for. That game against France second up obviously faced them in the Six Nations. How different is it going to be in Argentina? Yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, with France have been the standout team over the last 12 months. To be fair, okay, they um, they didn't win the Six Nations, but they are players in and out of it, and they've got a few returning players. A number of players who played against us in the van start of the Six Nations. You know, they played in last year's World Cup, and they're available this year again. So it'll be interesting to prep for that. I felt out in France. We wanted to stay in the game as long as possible and see how they'd respond to that. And I thought we did that superbly in the first half, knowing the physicality that they brought. And we were 17-10 down just after half-time and we turned down an opportunity to kick for post. And I think if we'd have kept it close and for a longer period, it would have been really interesting how, uh, how they'd have responded. So, um, yeah, it's an opportunity to, to revisit that against the defending champions. So, um, yeah, that's exciting. And finally, Fiji, if you're looking for a bit of a rest in your third game, that's no unlikely chance, to come. No. The, the physicality of that group is, is through the roof, you know, with uh, Argentina, France and Fiji. And we're all very familiar with you know, the style of rugby and, and just the natural talent that they hold in, uh, in Fiji is, um, is fantastic to see. And we're very aware of that. And it'll be interesting to see how they set up during the first two games. And, you know, that'll give us the most opportunity to watch our opposition more than anything but yeah like I say the physicality across the three games is going to be through the roof and a lot of the prep especially you know this first three weeks is to make sure we're in a good position to be able to cope with that. And then for you as 20s coach often the end of the tournament's the end but your other role in terms of player development you're going to be picking up pretty quickly at the end of it to look at those players coming out of 20s moving into senior rugby. Yeah I think that's been a big um, for me in my role within the union the relationships I've built with these players now over this uh, season I think hold me in good stead to support them going into more regular regional environments some of the boys will hit the wall at some stage and a lot of the work is to help them cope with that and to also to help the regions work closely with the regions in giving them the development that they need to make that next step up to regular regional rugby and you know from regular regional rugby we increase competition then throughout Welsh rugby which feeds into the national squad so these relationships I've built up this year I find a huge strength moving into next season because use Dewi Lake as an example he'll move out to the 20s I've got that working relationship, I've got an understanding of how he likes to operate, I've got an understanding of what his strengths and weaknesses are, I've got an understanding of him as a person as well, which I think is key in supporting these boys to where we want to get them to. And with the A-League having come in last year and expanded, there's something for them to really aim at going into next season as well. Yeah, that, that's given a, a, real, you know, a fantastic playing block for them to step up to. You know, And the competition structures that we've got, Celtic Cup, Premiership, uh, the World Seven Series, what well, they're excellent tools for us to make use of in Welsh rugby for these players' individual uh, development. There's a lot of chat last year about Premiership and the Celtic Cup. I've never seen it as one over the other that side of things, but they're all fantastic tools that we need to make use of you know, to really kick these players on. But the Celtic Cup played a massive part in a real block of competition and preparation that. Um, challenges the boys one one level higher. You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. 
the key players for Wales will be Dragons back rower Lennon Gregaines. We know we need to perform and that these first two games are masses for us so things don't really go our way the first game and then I think the pressure's really on there but no I think we believe in our ability as a group you know we think we can really go there and do something special in this World Cup it's pressure but I wouldn't really say it's something we're feared of like. and for yourself having gone through the Dragons experiences yeah. you've had this year how much has that changed you? I think being involved with the seniors you learn a lot very quickly how professional you need to be to be at that level it was nice to get a little little out of the Dragons this year and I think the things I learned there I'm trying to bring in to the squad now and try and uh, pull my little bit of experience into the team and try and build on that then, yeah. There's some things you saw, you felt, you experienced at first hand that you think, oh, OK, that's a good idea. It was the physicality, you know, you, until you actually play, you, you don't really expect, like, going from this level to that level is a big, 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 big step in physicality and pressure is in, you can make mistakes. I think if you make a mistake in pro rugby, it can catch you up. That, that turns into points very quickly. So, yeah, I've learned a lot from that that I can hopefully bring it to this year. In terms of going out to Argentina, that presumably is going to be a, a new experience for you and facing the host's first game is going to be yeah. pretty big. Yeah, um, I've never been to Argentina, so I couldn't really say what it's been like, but I think, yeah, having the host in the first game is definitely a big challenge because I think if they get their tails up early, then it can be a real tough game for us. But, you know, we spoke about trying to take that momentum out of the game as soon as we can. And then, of course, France next up. So you yeah. almost need to win the first one yeah. and give yourselves a yeah, chance yeah, yeah, going yeah. into that Yeah, like I said, like, there's going to be no easy games. We've got Fiji, the game after that, which also come close to beating Australia the other day, which Australia always, you know, going into the competition, as some people say, expected to do really well in there. Yeah, we know the first three games are going to be very physical, very, very physical. So I think it teases up well because we play some really good attack in rugby. So the bigger, the better, really, for us. Where we got fast backs and forwards who who are all almost like backs as well, so they like that could work in our favour a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering how much you feel your job up front is to survive almost because yeah. if you do get the ball for the backs, there's plenty of pace out there. Yeah, plenty of pace. You know, we got like some Rio Dyer, Ryan Combe, who's on his third year at twenties now. We got Dion Smith, who's also really good. Tommy Lewis, who's seen him on the seventh circuit, he's really good. But then we also got Tian, who's been played a lot with the with the Ospreys. We got Nairon Owen. Strong player coming up, Kai. Well, the list goes on. We got real, really good backs, but also I think we got forwards really up front and challenge teams to the, the best of their ability. Yeah. And then the end of the twenties, uh, it's going into seniors rugby. Senior looking rugby, at the changes yeah. at the Dragons, yeah. what do you make of all that? Don't know too much about Dean. From what I've heard, um, likes to bring the youngsters through a little bit, and he's a very you know professional man. With Chappie with the GM as well, I think there's going to be a lot of changes down the Dragons in terms of standards and you know expectations. Be good to go back there, and I think after 20s finishes, I think that's when I'm really going to try and kick on as, as a senior player then, because I've got nothing else to look forward to. Yeah. Well, he's talking about five-year plans. He's talking about growing from within. So yeah. that's music to your ears. I know. Yeah, like the best thing you want a, head, a new head coach to say is he he wants to bring players through, which you know, like to me being a Gwent boy and. Yeah, it's a bit of music to my ears, to be honest with you. It'd be nice if he could uh, give me a few chances, and hopefully I can improve him I'm capable of, yeah. And there's a big group, your age group, but also the year or two below you. There's a yeah. big group of players coming through, yeah. Gwen. Do I you think, think there's potential? Yeah, I think there's about 20 boys now in the like the academy which are really, really good players, and I think which we are all capable of taking the Dragons on and doing special things with the Dragons, yeah.
and it is indeed interesting times for the younger players at the Dragons, with a more than useful crop coming through. It's also been a quite remarkable few weeks at Bridgend Ravens. They went to Sardis Road to beat Pontypridd and stay in the Principality Premiership. Then chairman of more than 25 years, Derek King, got a special recognition award at the Principality Premiership's awards dinner. Bridgend coach Matt Silver started by talking about King's contribution, even through a period of illness. He's continuing to work behind the scenes at the club. I know he started some therapy this week, and that's why he can't make it tonight. Um, he's still doing quite a bit behind the scenes. Like he, he, Even at the moment, he's, he's trying to uh, find backers for the club and, and get some, secure some funding for next season, because obviously the league's going to get more difficult next year, and we do need to sign some players in to strengthen the squad. Talk through his contribution to your final game up in Ponte. Yeah, you know, he's coming, he's spoken to the boys and uh, he was in the huddle at the end. He's very inspirational. He's certainly very well liked by the players. He talks to them at the end of every game. You know, he passes on advice, he gives them feedback. So, you know, it's still very much a big part of his life. I think of rugby as a young man's game for obvious reasons. So someone in their 80s who's so steeped in that club coming in, what does that mean to the young players? Well, first of all, I was quite shocked. He was 84. I thought he was about 60 because uh, he's still looking well. Um, but uh, it is a young man's game. But because I've recruited local players, they all know who Derek King is. So they come to the club. The guy's a phenomenon. He's, you know, everybody knows who Derek King is. He's Bajan Ravens. Let's talk about that final game up in Ponty. What was the uh, emotions going into that match? The pressure was immense. There was so much riding on it, you know, and Derek, you know, being, being ill, had come into the, uh, into the changing rooms and, and spoke to the players. The enormity of it for the town, like, there was a game on Saturday, Pyle RFC versus Bridgend Sports. There was 2,000 people watching the game. That'll tell you how huge rugby is in that town. And you've only got to go up to Kenvigil, Pencoid, up to Meisteg. It's the same across the borough. There's so many people support rugby in the area. It is phenomenal. And so to come through that test and preserve your premiership status, what does that mean for you? It was... Um, the pressure at the end was, was unbelievable. It was almost as, as if we had the, the weight of the world of the town you know, on our shoulders. So you can imagine to come through it and to stay up is unexplainable and I mean that I couldn't explain to you the relief of everybody involved at the Ravens on staying up it was it was huge Can you use that as a springboard going into next season? Yeah you know I, I when we started putting a squad together there was a lot of youngsters in the team 18, 19 you know these guys are 22, 23 you know, so what is happening is they're naturally getting better and better they're developing as players so that's giving us a bit of strength in itself so you know going forward you know you get a couple of signings in, a couple of marquee signings, some big forwards, and all of a sudden, are we 11th, 12th, or are we pushing for mid-table, which is what we want. So much more from Wales Under-20s and around Welsh Rugby next week in the Principality Welsh Rugby. Until then, goodbye.